0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jamarcus Shepard.
1: Legitimately is one of our most explosive players on this football team. And and I'm not just saying that as just like this... Random statement. No, we keep track of explosive plays by our players in spring ball and fall camp and Giles was at number one or two between him and J-Mac pretty much every fall camp or spring ball that we've been here so far. So um, we, we really truly appreciate Giles and love this kid to death and know that he's guessing for some great things here at Washington.
2: Yeah, You know him better than me, uh, so correct me if I'm wrong here, but would you say he has a little more motivation to, to play Michigan, that he knows those guys, has been in that program? Does it give him a little chip on his shoulder to play his former team?
1: No, he has nothing to do with playing Michigan. It's just a chip on his shoulder, you know. Uh, The whole room, the entire receiver room, they play with a chip on their shoulder because we're tired of y'all disrespecting us uh, as a program, saying that we're not good enough and and we just have to keep going out there uh, improving it. As a matter of fact, I tell the guys all the time, if you got haters and you don't want them, then give them to me. So all y'all been haters all year and I'm glad y'all keep giving them to me because I just get to keep motivating our guys to keep pushing forward through y'all hatred.
3: All right, well, no hate from
0: me. Appreciate you. Take it easy. <laughs> uh, you know Mike. My- don't know me, so that's <laughs> how I <laughs> oh, oh, am. don't know oh, me, so, oh, you <laughs> know so- <you> know, <laughs> that's how I am, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I <appreciate laughs> <you. We're coming. laughs> Talking to Coach Hart over there, you guys uh-huh. seem to know each other pretty yes, well.
1: Yes, yes, Coach Hart's awesome. Really good human being, man. That's like, like That's what I really – I appreciate about the relationships that you're able to build throughout college football is you know you get to run across really good people and Mike Hart is one of those really really truly genuinely good people um, you know but I gotta push all that aside on Monday and pretend like he's the worst human being on earth <laughs> uh,
0: I've seen I've seen you talk smack to your own corners or your own defensive backs have you have you talked to any to coach Hart yet
1: no, well, obviously he coaches the running backs, but uh, Coach Clean Scale, I know him very well too. And um, you know, no, no smack talking. Uh, they do a great job, honestly. They're in the national championship. Uh, their defense has given up. I mean, I don't even know if they've given up any points this year, any yards. No rushing, no passing. I mean, nobody can do anything. You know, I've been in that conference before, so I know you know what they're up against every single week, and everybody's trying to find a way and trick them. And, Make it very difficult on them, and they've been able to stay the course and and be the top defense in, in college football.
0: When you did film review of the Texas game, what really jumped out at you?
1: Uh, we were ready for the moment, and that's that's what it was all about. You know, our guys, when the moment uh, was 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 there, they made the plays, and there was a lot of guys contributing to to that moment, and that's what it's it's supposed to be like. You know, that's what you hope it's going to be like. That we have ultimate trust in. A number of guys to really help get us through the game and and continue to move forward so uh, definitely uh, we got to block better on the perimeter um, that's something that I was very frustrated about after watching the film I um, gotta do a little better job blocking on the perimeter but uh, have that same killer uh, mindset and mama mentality that we had going into this last game
0: talking to coach Hart Uh, He said that uh, when Kalen moved from uh, Eastern Michigan, that his wife bought his table and it's sitting in his living room. Is that right? (laughs) You go way back with some of these guys. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about those guys over on the other side that you know.
2: From Michigan? Yeah. You're talking about the coaches? Yeah. Well, Mike and I were teammates together in college. Um, He's a few years older than me, but certainly I've known him since I was, well, even before I got to Michigan, uh, my dad was coaching there, and so, um, yeah, I've known Mike or of Mike since he was about 18 years old and I was 16 or 15, so um, we're great friends, you know. He's, uh, He's one of the closest friends I have in the coaching profession. Obviously, we'll be competing our tails off come game day, but um, I'm always rooting for my car. And then a lot of the other guys, you know, there's lots of former players that were either playing during the time I was, or just before, or just after. And so, um, tons of respect. For them, what they've done, what that group of players, the coaching staff, Coach Harbaugh—you um, know—it's been a tremendous season for them. Knowing somebody on the other side, is that an advantage or doesn't really matter? I, I don't think it matters at all. You know, I—the I, game's still about the players and how they perform and play on game day. I don't think any connections or relationships amongst the staff. There's when you get to the fifteenth game of the season, there's so much film to digest and information to gather that I don't think familiarity necessarily with the other staff is really gonna impact the game at all.
0: Yeah, well you've got a guy in your room and Jack Westover. He only played two games in high school but he just does some I call it stupid stuff out on the field. It
2: just it just seems like every catch he makes matters a lot. He's certainly been a reliable and dependable target. Um, he's put a lot of work in, and uh, you know he's certainly has gained the trust of the quarterback. You know I think that that matters, and uh, I think he focuses on just trying to do his job and uh, be available and friendly. And when his numbers called, he's uh, he's certainly you know stepped up and made the play. So super proud of Jack and and really the whole group. You know we uh, I think every every position group. To make it to this point, everyone's had to play good snaps and meaningful and important uh, situations. And so I'm, I'm proud of them, just like the rest of the guys on our team. I
0: haven't had a chance to ask you about one of your new guys that you've got coming in. And you could talk about him because yeah. he signed in Decker de to Tell me a little bit about Decker.
2: Great kid, comes from a great family, loves football. You know, he'll be eager to work and improve and, and get better. And so. Um, you know, we're super excited about him being here mid-year and, and us getting a chance to work with him, uh, you know, this off-season and into spring practice. Can you give me a little bit of a scouting report? Uh, he's very productive as a high school player. You know, had lots of production in the past game. You know, he's got good, good mix of size and athleticism. And so, like most high school players, you know, he's going to be growing into his body and transitioning to the college game. But um, I think what we're most excited about is who he is as a person, the family he comes from usually people that love football work hard and have great character they turn out to be good players for you
0: you know just the coaches we've covered over the years seems like most of them wanted to bring in more of a blocking tight end one year and the following year more of a receiving tight end are you
2: doing the same thing I think we just try to get the best player we can get you know I I think one of the strengths of our staff is to be able to adapt to the skill set of our players and so I think as a from a tight end group I don't think you go out and saying, um, you know, you take a lesser player that's a better blocker over a good player that's a great receiver. You know, I think you just try to get the best player that has the right combination of athleticism and toughness, and then you cater to what they do and try to develop the skills that they need to improve on. So we just go out and try to find the best players that we can that fit who we are, the culture, the character, those types of things.
0: Is this going to be the most physical game you guys have played all year.
2: Uh, probably, I would assume so.
0: Tell me what you saw on film review because those guys, you know, uh, from Texas,
4: those guys were some big guys. Yep. Uh, the, so Michigan, I mean, you saw what they did in the Rose Bowl. Their their front, um, you know, they can beat you one on one. Just straight rush. Uh, they also have a great, they do a great job with their pressures and their twists, um, and so they can get after you multiple ways. They they do a great job of showing a bunch of guys up on the line of scrimmage and dropping them back, so it's a huge challenge for us.
0: Yeah, a lot of talk about where Texas was—you know—pushing the middle, but uh, you're going to see a lot more from the edges from Michigan.
4: Yeah, there's—I mean, like I said, any any one of those guys can can beat any one of our guys at any point, so uh, we got to be on our A game for sure.
0: This quick turnaround—the Sugar Bowl was crazy, just waiting and waiting and waiting—but you know, is there an advantage to this quick turnaround?
4: Um, I don't know. There's an advantage. I mean, I just say that both teams have the same amount of time to prepare. Uh, you know, they they were playing in California. We were playing in New Orleans. Both. I think. I think. I think they went back to Michigan. Am I right in saying that? And then yeah. and then traveled out here. So I mean, I, I think everything's lined up. It's, it's equal. Yeah. <laughs> equal playing field and find out on Monday. But.
0: Yeah, Troy Tannu. I had the camera going. Did you see the video he did? No. You didn't see that. No. About ESPN, watch some film before you make statements, and and basketball on grass?
4: No, yeah, I I stay off social media. I do a pretty good (laughs) job of that. You go from uh, hero to zero real quick if you get on that thing.
0: I mean, what are we going to see on Monday? Give me an idea of what we're going to see.
4: I think we're going to see a a really good football game, uh, two really good offenses, two really good defenses, and... um, You know, hopefully it's a clean football game where there's not a bunch of penalties and things like that. I I don't think anybody really likes sloppy football. Hopefully it's not a bunch of turnovers. Uh, Just, you know, just a real good, clean football game from uh, two really great programs.
0: I was listening to some guys, and they were talking about you know, is Washington Center really 275 pounds? And I kind of corrected him and said, no, he's 272.
4: I think he's 276 this week. Is so, he 276 yeah, yeah, he this might, he week? Might, I don't know. We'll see. But, but, yeah.
0: But somebody else chimed in and go, dude, he handled a guy that was 360 pounds. You know, just give me, you know, just what you saw from Parker against that yeah. that, that earth
4: mover. Yeah. You know, Parker had, had a solid game. I wouldn't say it was his best game, but he certainly, like, the— the physicality, uh, people can get jammed up about his weight all they want. Like that, that's not going to be an issue for him. It's you know his his biggest challenge, like like any center, is just getting everybody on the same page, seeing the look, communicating the look, um, and just really being our field general out there and running the show. But he plays with really good technique, fundamentals, whatever you want to call it. He's strong. Um, he is light, but he's not. I don't worry about that. He runs. He can run. <laughs> he can run.
0: Coach Grubb a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, was talking about, you know, just being back at Sioux Falls and getting on the bus and making a stop and getting sandwiches out of the cooler and thinking it was pretty cool. Has there been a time this last couple of weeks where you guys have maybe been sitting up in the office giggling a little bit about how far you guys have really come from that?
3: Yeah, I mean I think uh, it's fun. We get to tell stories about it all the time and I think I think what maybe it's, it's hard to grasp if you weren't there is how how literally hard every piece was, you know, when you're when you don't have that level of, of support, and you're trying to jam as many guys as you can on one bus, and you're uh, practicing on an 80-yard field, and somebody's got to make sure there's enough footballs at practice, and and to where you're at today, and. Um, I think we just, you know, embrace it, soak it up. But really, at the same time, our demeanor has really been just locked in on the game. That's, that's never changed.
0: And then you look around here. You're playing in the national championship game in Houston, Texas. As, I mean, how cool is this?
3: I mean, I, it's, it's awesome, man. I'm so happy for our kids right now. I just, the belief that they've had throughout the course of the season, um, how many obstacles they've had to overcome, and uh, to, to see all their hard work uh, and effort pay off at the very highest level. Uh, I'm just really happy for them.
0: If I would have put a heart monitor on you on Texas last drive, what would it look like? <laughs>
3: 70 beats per minute. Um, you know, hey man, I just you, you, you trust the guys to, to and, and it's something. I guess my my confidence came. My confidence comes from the fact that. We have been in a lot of those situations throughout the course of the season where, hey, man, it's difficult, it's fourth down, we've got to find a way to make a play, and the guy's stepping up and making a play at the end of the game. And, uh, you know, I think there's there's always confidence that those guys can uh, come up with a play when we need it.
0: A lot of what I heard before the game, if you know, on scout and what um, Texas needed to do, I heard quite a bit, just throw it all day at 25 until they okay. adjust. How satisfying was it to see what Elijah did there?
3: Yeah, well, I, I mean, he's—I I, I, think—and I've said this throughout the course of the season. Like, if there's one guy that I think has developed the most during the course of our season, it's been Elijah Jackson. From where he was at Game One in the year to where he's at right now, and really just a testament. I think you look at the last couple of weeks. I mean, there you go, um, holding the uh, Mitchell to four catches for 32 yards. Um, Xavier were the only two catches on the day and really game plan wise those guys did a great job of taking care of those two guys all day and then you go back to the Pac-12 championship and it's the same thing. Tess Bryant um, and those guys, would help those guys in check so really really proud of how those guys are playing right now.
0: One of the interesting things I've always said about this team was I don't know how you guys can win this game but you guys always seem to find a way and that's what's interesting you know it's, just, it's like the last chapter of a book you never know how it's going to end. And you guys just always seem to find a way, but nobody knows how.
3: Right. Well, and I think it's, you know, you look at uh, all the crazy ups and downs through the course of the season. It's, we've had to win in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, last second field goal, um, you know, I just think about all the different Arizona State game, Wazoo, Oregon State, Oregon, both Oregon games, and guys just ultimately have belief that we're, what, however, it's going to happen, we're going to make sure that we got the confidence going into the end of the game and find a way to make it happen.
0: How short was this turnaround? Super short,
3: yeah, incredibly short. I mean, get back, uh, late travel, coming back, and then really in town for what felt like a day and then flip around and come back. So there's still a lot of work to be done while we're down here right now.
0: How do you put in a game plan? I, I mean, do you have guys before the uh, you know the Sugar Bowl scouting Michigan? How does that work? Yeah,
3: I mean, we did we did a breakdown during the month of December. We're off. We did a breakdown of both Michigan and Alabama and had it up and ready. But obviously, you know, with the the big challenge that Texas presented, we kept our focus. You know, the the coaches kept our focus really heavily, uh, clearly on Texas. Um, but we did a little bit of stuff uh, out in advance, um, but, you know, really, it's like I said, it's been a hectic week, and, and while we're down here right now, there's, there's still a lot of work to be done to get ready for the game.
0: I think one of the mo- more unsung heroes on your team might be Ron McKeefrey. Football's a violent game, and there's injuries, but you guys haven't been injured, like, a lot of years in the past that I've seen
3: yeah, I mean, I think the guys are doing a great job. Our strength staff and our training staff does a good job of looking after the guys and taking care of them, and we try to take care of them during practice. And realize when you got a veteran, talented team, the most important thing is uh, get them to the fight uh, every week, and, and I think our support staff's done a fantastic job with that.
0: When you looked at that Michigan film, is there something that maybe opened up your eyes and said, okay, this is different?
3: The, the level of physicality. I think it's on a... It's on a very high end level. It's going to be say, say violent. It, it is going to be a very very physical football game, um, and I think you know they just don't make a lot of mistakes. I think that's the biggest thing. Obviously they're fourteen and zero, and, and they're there for a reason. So uh, we need to be ready
0: for a, an extremely physical football game. A couple more. Just you were back at San, uh, you know Sioux Falls, and you've had undefeated seasons. You've won championships. How does this feel different other than just how big it is? You know, are there any characteristics from those teams that you might be seeing in this team?
3: Yeah, well, uh, yeah, the, the, the key characteristic, which this is, the, this, is the, uh, this is the secret sauce, is how much you guys care about each other, uh, how close-knit the staff is. Those things that were evident you know, you know, 15 years ago, it's still the same thing today. I mean, guys really, honestly, truly believe in one another and they believe in, uh, in the coaching staff relationships that we have. um, They're all a major piece of us being here today, and those were true back
0: then as well. I was talking to Coach off and just say you may be the MVP for this year because football's a physical sport and you guys have remained fairly healthy this year. Talk to me a little bit about how difficult that is to maintain these guys' health.
5: Yeah, it's super hard. The guys got to put in a lot of work, not just in the weight room, but then with recovery, with activation, treatment, you know, it's a, it really takes a village. So our sports medicine, our uh, sports nutrition, our sports psychology all factor into that equation as well.
0: Yeah, and it seems like a lot of it's just culture and the mindset and the mentality that you guys have around the program. I asked Cam Davis after surgery how much time he talked. You know, how how many days did he go without working out? And he said none. None. I mean, none. is that unusual?
5: No, it's. I mean, it's something. You know, especially with the guys that are injured that like that. It, the weight room is, is so much more than just getting bigger, getting faster, getting stronger. It's, it's also mindset, and, and, you know, these guys are, are warriors, you know, and so if you let them uh, remove them from what they know, they really struggle with that, you know, from a mental health standpoint. And so, if it, if, you know, if we get them in as quickly as we can just to get them going, get them back feeling a part of the team, um, and keep them as integrated as we possibly can because that's what a competitor likes to do.
0: You have a young lineman that you brought in in Elijah Jaquette. Yeah. and I look at him. It's and, changed, and I'm thinking that is a science project for Coach McKeefry. <laughs> Talk to, when you see a guy like that that's built like that. It's what, not what he is, but what he can be. Yeah, Tell me about that process. It's a
5: blank canvas for me. You know, it's you know, you got a couple guys like that, Kali, uh, Swanee. You know, those are both both are all three long frames that. Um, that you're able to go to work with and um, you know Elijah and Swanee and several other guys in our program have really bought into what how their body can change by seeing guys like Troy and Roger uh, and Nate and juice um, see what what's possible with hard work so yeah I mean obviously there's a, there's a lot of work that goes into that um, in terms of putting that muscle on and that's nutri- that's nutrition that's that's a lot of pieces as well but um, Elijah, specifically, since you asked about him, uh, has really bought in and really enjoys the process now.
0: Who was the last guy you had to quick kick out of the weight room and said enough?
5: I Haven't had to do that here. You know, we, we've got great kids. We really have. I mean, you're, you're saying you know, for it,
0: me, it, you know, stop lifting. Oh, stop lifting. You're, you're big uh, enough. You're yeah, big enough. You know, I, I, as a strength
5: coach, I, I, I can't ever say that. <laughs> uh, but that said, I mean, we. You know, you have to. We have guys that are fighting for for that title, you know, in terms of who can, who's in the weight room the most, who's going to do every little possible thing that they can to, to win, and um, you, you know, you got guys like Mish and Asa and uh, Julius Bulow is a good example, and uh, Troy Parker Brailsford. Those guys, you know, they realize that the, you know, that the weight room is a way for them to to separate themselves, um, doing extra weight work is a way to separate themselves. And embraced it and freaking yeah. I mean, it's, it's a daily battle of like, hey guys, I, I've been here for 15 hours. I gotta lock up. Yeah, you
0: know? I don't know if you saw what uh, Colepo said when I talked to him about his McDonald's go-to.
5: I did not. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna indict him.
0: <laughs> he, said, he said his typical order is two spicy chickens, you know, three spicy chickens, two fillet of fish, 40 nuggets, and uh, large fries and a coke.
5: Yeah, I appreciate you telling me that. <laughs>
0: Uh, he said he wants to spend $65 at McDonald's. <laughs> how do you keep these young kids from, eat, from doing that? You know,
5: you, you uh, I mean, it's obviously a daily battle. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, people don't realize how much fuel
0: Unique. these guys
5: need, yeah. you know, to do the things that they do. That do the work that we ask them to do, especially in the weight room. Um, it's tremendous, you know. And so, a big guy like that needs a lot of calories. Now, I would, I would hope that he would choose better, you know, that fuel. But, uh, but you know, again, it just goes back to um, you know, some of the challenges that we have, where we where want to make sure that we're controlling as much of the of the meal process as we can.
0: When you look at a guy, you know, I'll, I'll go back to Elijah Chikad. You. Kind of have a goal for him on how big you want him to be, and then maybe some of your skill guys, where you know you can you don't want him to get bigger. Do you kind of pencil a goal for each one of those?
5: Yeah, guys? you know you use you use the NFL Combine right, and you use the NFL as a as a good guide. So we do an annual study every year of what the starters in the NFL, not just not just the guys that are going to the Combine because that's kind of the that can be skewed a little bit, but the guys that are actually playing, what weight that they're at, what body fat percentage they're at. And then we use that as a as a as a goal for most of our, our linemen now. Once they're around that goal, then it becomes okay. How much you know? How big can we get and still stay within that frame without losing our speed or losing our athleticism? And so, um, yeah, I mean, we, we you know, for an offensive lineman like Elijah, we want him to be about 320 and about 23 you know, percent body fat.
0: Me too. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> Me too. What's the hardest workout that you get the guys through where they know it's going to be like, today's going to be hell?
5: Uh, I think if you asked our guys, they'd probably say all of them, but I think you point to our winter conditioning. Our winter conditioning, it's a, it's a, it's a combination of intense workout with very intense psychological challenge, you know, where we're really really—we're you know, we're so super disciplined in their technique and super disciplined in their their execution of the drills. And so any minor flaw is highlighted in a very big way. And you, know, you do that when you're going at max intensity and it's it's really a struggle, you know, and um, that's something that's obviously coming up very, very quick, but um, I think what we do what kind of a lot of people do, but I think if you're talking to these guys, one thing we do is, is we add the competition element to that. And we usually go extended period where they're competing against each other. And I've heard, you know, many players, Mike and others, point to that as a differentiator when we get into the fourth quarter and they start talking about their confidence level of knowing that they've done more than, than most people.
0: All right, one more. People have been asking me to ask you. Back in the day, with Don James and Jim Lambright and even Rick Neuheisel, they used to do the mat drills. Yeah.
5: Do you guys do those anymore? Those are that's yeah, in the past. That's, that's what we call our winter conditioning. Yeah. Yeah, very, most of the, the drills that were we're done in that our drills that we do in our winter conditioning um, mat drills as, as like you know back in the day um, teams that did them would actually get a wrestling mat out and you know either kind of wrestle or like hold on to guys and um, the NCAA kind of limits some of the things that we can do like that now but, but we find plenty of physicality and toughness drills that we can throw in their place and um, I think our guys would actually beg for some of those mad drills.
4: <laughs> now streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel good movie of the year. You dig? What's Bob Marley, one love. Ready, PG 13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.